We on. That felt weird doing that. You know, that's normally. For yeah, that trademark. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a call from a gentleman uh, this week Wednesday and talked to him in a few months. It felt good to talk to my man Cease though. Mm. Yeah, we got straight to the. He hit me straight to the jokes. You know, like we had worked together for we've worked together so long, at least for the same company, um, and we sat together for like three years. So it felt like he was my roommate because I spent you know eight hours a day at work. That's more than what I would spend, you know, at home. So, yeah, he hit me up, and, um, yeah, man, it was cool. I'm going to call him. He's been listening. <laughs> he, I hope so. He, that's what he said. He said, yo, you know I'm going to listen to these. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, <laughs> but the fact that, like, we didn't have a conversation and everything that, that I did, and it was kind of like, you know, splitting the network up. I mean, he was like, yo, like, without saying anything, he's like, I hate giving you your credit for shit, but he was like, that makes sense. He was like, because now if other people want to join the network and hop on the podcast, he was like, and you preserve the one that we already have, you know, once he gets in the mood, he's been living his best life, though, you know, out here in the restaurants and stuff like that. So if he ever comes back, we got to get Star back on right now. We're like 112 right now. I hope not. <laughs> that's what it is. They only had two show up today versus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's what it seemed like, man. So what's was. What you on today at, at all? We, we'll ask about your week after the music and all that other shit. What I'm on today, was, I'm going to let you finish, but uh, yeah, man, I found out, I didn't find out, it came across my desk that today was, it's been 11 years since Kanye uh, interrupted Taylor on stage. Mm, that's why I heard your let you finish bar in Yeah, there. you know, I was, and I'm thinking about it, because I talked to my wife about that, because I felt like it happened when, uh, I felt like we watched it together. Like during our infancy, yeah. But then when I look at the date, they don't make sense. So now I'm trying to figure out what, what, what was was we creeping early. The timeline don't match up. We I, uh, we was both with other people when this happened, but I remember watching it with her. You know, I didn't realize like how much like the door being open right now was saving me because I had like three <laughs> beads of sweat hitting me right now in the face. That, yo, energy then went. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in here, he was singing songs and. Oh man, that shit got me out here just sweating. Door closed. He just walking outside and just yeah, feeling it just like that. So, all right, yeah, with Taylor, man, yeah, she's still been getting Kanye a little bit of smoke. Didn't she just drop an album recently when he said he was gonna drop one? Uh, I mean, that might not have been because of that, but I'm sure she still resents him. And oh yeah, you know, you know how it is, though. What else we got in hip hop today? (sighs) Twenty four years, man. I was actually outside when I found out about this. How old were you when it happened? When it happened, I was seven, about to be eight. You were hurt? Um, I didn't understand it completely, but the way the the whole block was kind of like in uproar, I knew something serious was going on. Mm. And then they were explaining. It was like, you know that song where I was listening to this, this, and that? Yeah, he gone. I'm just like, dang. Obviously... The magnitude, it wasn't there with me, but yeah, I was, I was around. Your white upbringing is so different. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I'm thinking like <laughs> Billy Joel would be your idol, so that the audience knows what the hell we talking about. Tupac anniversary. Yeah, the the day of this recording, 24 years. Yes, since Tupac has passed. But I figured, man, let's just go ahead and just jump straight into the intro, man. Yeah, man, let's give, give him something. The blind stares of a million pairs of eyes looking hard but won't realize <laughs> that they will never see the peace. 
crazy thing is, is like listening to this on your way to work, you're going to be mad hype just to sit there and type a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely work out. This music. is what you play like when you're getting ready to go ride on somebody. You know what I mean? But in my in my lifetime, I'm, I'm playing this like just to go hoop it up. Now, nah, yeah, you know, this song came on a car when I was on my way to pick him up from daycare. I had to chill out because I was like, <laughs> don't tell me they had a rough day because I'm already ready to go. Oh, man, that's funny. Still keeping the celebration moving. Here we go. This man was a Gemini. This is a completely different song. Some say the black of the bed, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. I thought you was only giving me one. I, I didn't know you was taking this one off. It's all good. Nah, I was giving you two of them. Right, but you but you didn't give me this as an option. You was just like, nah, this one's getting played. Oh, nah, you know, I got to keep something in there that at least... See, you don't be looking out for our female listeners. So I'd be like, yo, what's something soft that they would, you know, understand? So I was like, I'll keep your head up is in line. I had some R&B today, and then you came in, you hit me with a trump card. There was nothing I could do about that. I did. So I was like, you know, keep it, keep it going. I performed this verse in my AVID class in 11th grade. I didn't perform it, but I read it off as if I wrote it myself. I don't remember the. I don't remember why I did it, what the assignment was. But I remember specifically this verse, <laughs> and it's not like I was trying to hide. Like, hey, I wrote, I wrote this. It was more we was had we had to do something for what it made sense to do this in my head. And I remember getting an A, so I don't I don't care. But yeah, see, if Joe Biden came out and played this, I'd vote for him. Then it's no longer cooning at that point. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I give it to Joe. Listen, we got San Diego legend. Marty McFly coming in, and it wouldn't be any sense for me to just keep playing these Tupac cuts. I do rest in peace to Tupac. You know, I do love him, but we also got to give Marty his love, too. This is off his album, Cheers. It's called Untitled, huh? I remember what happened last time you announced something too early. <laughs> I know, right? We ended up doing a whole nother episode. The shit was crazy. But y'all didn't know that. You didn't even notice the difference. Residents, we could get them all like Steven Cigar shit. Haters get clapped, applause, I pause. Baby, I don't play or skip. We all cassette, we flip, rose, we sip. The click, four, seven, six, we're big. When'd you first hear a Mac Fly? I mean, I know I was late because I'm usually late. Surprisingly, I'm really late on any of our local talent. Yeah. And I'm ashamed of it, but. Yeah, he was such a legend like, when it first. But see, like, I don't know, man. It's You went to a different school. Because he, he was at Helix, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, you know, same people, same circles. And, and this was before, like, platforms and stuff like that. He would put his music on YouTube, you know, at least. It wasn't, like, Spotify and all that. And he would just have all the Southeast parties just jumping. Especially when he was with Blacklisted. But we'll talk to him more about it when he get in. This is off his new project. It's called My Finest Hour. The name of this song is called 40 In My Head. Hey. It's exclusive. 
Is it exclusive? It's is not exclusive. Already? I just wanted to say that. It's already out. <laughs> it sounds harder when you buy like, oh, it's an exclusive. Nice. We're already about the trinkets. All the material. My uncle, when I touch some legs, hit me with a route. Show me where to check some different land. How to flip a house. How these taxes come back in the end. How I wave them out. Show me how to get the CPN. I'm trying to own this house. I've been being bull, left it all in the account. I've been over itches, ain't no flexing for me now. I see franchises, not the fancy. I've been stealth, just some sweats or a suit up in this race for this wealth. They trading options with the rate, switching on them. Penny stock watching, if you late, you ain't going. They've been looking at us like some apes, we ain't knowing. I be looking at them blowing apes in the morning. I need every buck to bring 10 back to me. I need everybody to bring 10 back to me. I need leisure time to be with family. Use money, love your people. I heard Master. I was checking on them. Now I'm checking on these businesses. Squeaky credit scores, stacking money. I ain't spending it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. This is the Jack Off Hour. I see your finger moving for the fade out. Shut up! I ain't trying to hear all that, man. Y'all want to welcome y'all to episode seven. I think it is episode seven of the You Wasn't Outside podcast on the Grown Folks Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts doing the most. My name is Normal Ass Carl. To my right, I have Just Lex, a.k.a. Pink Panther, a.k.a. Gold Coast Classic with the tan shining. But you about to turn pale again because the sun is disappearing. How you feeling, I saw haze. I've been confused all week. Like, is that haze or is it overcast? Yeah, that haze is like it's it's bad. Like, I went out. I went out to the beach um, yesterday, but we got there early in the morning. But I couldn't see. I went to Coronado again. It's like I'm not learning my lesson. And it, <laughs> catch your breath. I, catch I, your breath. I'm, I'm glad I said this because <laughs> no, because it had me thinking. I went out there again, but I couldn't see on the other side, like downtown and everything. That's how bad it was. Now, here's the thing that I thought about. So I didn't run into Trump supporters like I did last week. So obviously it's just a rally. You know, they were back in plain clothes. Um, but there was a young man there and he obviously has Down syndrome and he had a make a make America great again hat on. Now, I seen this same kid in this same spot last week. Right. So I was like, damn, they're going to be out here again. I was like, well, maybe he's just out here because this is his spot. Then I thought about it. If he called me the N-word while I was out here, <laughs> mm. how would I be justified in whooping his ass? Because the headline would read, black man beats up a kid that, you know, has yeah. Down syndrome for a racial slur. And now it's like. Yeah, I'm I think you're you just going to have to eat that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that I thought about, man. I called my homie up because the way he was looking at me was kind of like, why is he here again? And here's the thing, like, I'm so pussy, but it's like. I would take my shirt off, but I have like all my black, all black heroes on my chest. And I'm like, yo, by myself with my family, this is not the place that I just want to get into a squabble with is it, or, or people that I want to get in a squabble with because I got to know my location. You know what I mean? But, you know, so when I'm on the beach there, I'm in there just fully clothed, like shirt on and everything. I wouldn't take my shirt off over there, but I got a whole mirror on my chest. You know? But anybody that, you know, they just going to say, oh, he doing that because he insecure. Bless his heart. Yeah, no, I, but I'm not. Yeah, anybody that follows me on Instagram that I allow to follow me, at least, um, you know that. Oh, you turning people away? Yeah, man, I got my shit blocked. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't do the weird shit like people like screenshot me and everything. So it shows how much you listen to Grown Folks Business Podcast. <laughs> no, I just you know I don't. Even, I wouldn't know how to block nobody. Mm. 
How, your Instagram is still going strong though. It's cool. You know. Yeah, I'm out here. You got your followers up, man. You doing all right? So you got your whole team working. I need to get me a team for real. Anyway, we'll let that uh, we'll let that go. Uh, so anything else that you got that's new? <laughs> anything else you got that's new that's going on or anything coming up? Coming up, ah oh, man. Nah, I'm, I'm about to. Uh, so it looks like we a couple weeks away from putting the house up. Did you get the house that you was looking for? Nah, not yet. It's gonna be a, definitely a leap of faith. We because we just gotta let it go and hopefully we get offered something. Otherwise, we we stuck. That's cool because then you got more money that you could stack up in the meantime. Most people underestimate that the fact that like if you in between houses and you got somewhere where you can go where you ain't gotta pay no mortgage, then you could just stack up. I mean, yeah, but there's definitely a cost of uh, privacy. It's cost of. You got two kids you married living. for, for and, exactly. Yeah, what else you try? You try to walk around with your dick out at the house. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean even in that case, I mean, not like. Never mind. What, was <laughs> what about the kids? What about the kids? <clears throat> All right, man. Let's go Bruh. ahead and get into this read them and weep segment. I found this crazy ass story online. Actually, I found it at the nineteenth hour because I had something else. But then I found out Jeff had sent us. Some Crips hanging, uh, helping out the firefighters. <laughs> yeah. So I, I looked it up and I was like, that shit ain't real. <laughs> like, nah, nah, nah. You, you couldn't tell by the headline. Well, well no, I, I read the, um, the caption and I was like, yeah, that ain't right. They, <laughs> they was I, mad at the sky. I seen the head. The headline was like it made sense, but then the caption was like, all right, nah, this is way left. So, pardon me. Um, let's get this read them and weep segment in. So I found this article on uh, one of the news apps. Uh, and it's about this man that was donating his sperm. So and let's hear this. To the mothers, he was just donor nine six two three. They did not. <laughs> it already sounds <laughs> yeah, funny. It sound crazy <laughs> as hell already. And right when your name is nine six two three, man, Run, you just get, you got to get up out of there. Uh, they did not know his name, but from his glowing sperm donor profile, they knew he had an IQ of one sixty. Spoke four languages. Was pursuing a doctorate in neuroscience engineering and looked like Tom Cruise. Ain't that about a bit. But donor 9623 wasn't who he said he was. He wasn't in graduate school. He had, ne- he had never even finished college. The lies began to unravel in 2014 when the sperm bank accidentally revealed his name. Chris Agles and his email address and a message to a group of mothers. By then, the sperm he produced over 14 years had been sent to multiple states and three countries, resulting in at least 36 children. Curious, the mothers Googled him and found a comment he had left online about hearing voices. <laughs> they later found out he had been hospitalized for mental illness and had been on disability and was suicidal at one point and pleaded guilty for burglary. All before or during the time he was donating sperm. The sperm bank, Zytex, didn't know anything of this and didn't verify any of his biographical information that was in his profile. According to lawsuits since filed by the mothers, they were shocked to realize how unregulated sperm banks are and now are worried that their children might be inherited or have a predisposition to mental illness. My man, my man was out here trying to get the real <laughs> legacy popping. I'm not mad at him. I wonder what the, somebody knows this, but I wonder how much you get for donating sperm. The question is, would you donate your sperm? I mean, I just, nah, I wouldn't feel right. Cause I feel like just knowing the, there's a chance out there that I got another one, even if I'm not, you know what I mean? That just seemed crazy. Yeah. But you would have 36 in different countries also. Right. No, nah, I mean, let's just say I went to donate it one time on some like, 
it was needed like on some plasma shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm helping the cause. But here's the thing that like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this shit. Right. And it's like if I'm donating sperm, I, I really as a company. Right. I'm not going to give you the full on profile of what, you know, people are doing. I'm going to give you a glowing review of this person just so that you can go into business with us. So it's like, what did you expect? Like, if you came in there and said, hey, I look like Paul Wall. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like who's going to sit up here? Now nah, I'm making get. Well, my no, up. that's the thing, because they was they said it accidentally leaked. So apparently they know. I mean, that ain't the first person they ain't verified. They don't verify nobody. They do the glowing profile and to say, hopefully it works out. Fuck it. Yeah. But see, and that's the thing, though. There's advertisement and everything. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, here's the thing, too, looking at it. It's not like you're going to this bank. Maybe there are people that go to the bank and be like, ah, I don't like any of the profiles of the people I went to. But if his number is 9623, that means that there's got to be 10,000 people that's at least donated sperm. You know what I mean? To that company. Nah, but I mean, based on that profile, they're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. They fake all. The, they don't verify none of the, the information, so they just take their word for it. Because we ain't got time to be running all these back uh, background checks. They throw up on the shelf. You walk by, say nine six two three. That looks like the type of stuff I'm trying to be on. And you know, they hopefully they just go get pregnant. And they didn't worry about it. Yeah. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who over time, they're like, yo, my kid don't seem uh, like he's where he needs to be at. <laughs> that one sixty done fell way far from the tree. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Oh man, that's so, what the surprise was. But if you were in that position and you found out that your kid ended up having mental illness and it's ten years in the game, are you feeling like, oh, I made the wrong decision? Do you have the same love for your kid? No, I, yeah, I'm sure th- these mothers are still gonna love the kids, but they're just like, damn, now I'm gonna need my bread back so I can take care of this person because of all the issues that you know. Because obviously, if there's any issues, that's what you're gonna blame it on. Yeah. So. And you know what's funny is like if you're even looking at it from another lens, like surrogates get bread. Yeah, I'm a lot more than the donors do. Yeah, like I've I've seen like surrogates like I know one for a fact that you actually ended up carrying twins, and she got like forty fifty thousand dollars just to do that. Yeah, I think I think the average I think it's like thirty and up. Yeah, man, just on some regular, and that's if you just getting the regular folk. I'm sure like the the high end folk, like whoever uh, Kim surrogate was. Yeah, I'm sure she's papered up. Yeah, man, but I'm just looking at it like, damn, man, like it's just crazy how like technology and how things have just changed like over time and everything, um, and now we have the technology to do some of these things. But it's like, you know, it's, it's humans that's doing it. You know what I mean? So there's going to be problems. This whole donor profile thing that they that they got going on, I don't know. I just wouldn't expect to think that everything is going to be perfect. Like, I mean, you hold a government-type job. I hold a government-type job. We won't say what specific, you know, factions we work for. But there's mistakes that are made or things that aren't even, you know, 100% by the book. And so I'm imagining in a privatized sector just like this, you know, you're going to have some slip ups. You know what I mean? Like, especially looking at the people working there, the, how petty I am. I look at how much people make that work there in those places. Like the receptionist, the receptionist is making 16, $17 an hour. You know yeah, what I mean? She ain't worried about none of yeah, that. She's not. Oh, whatever. Just go ahead. Check this boxes and, you know, fill this out. They're not going over your answers or nothing like that. So, yeah, man, that's a lot of time we spent on that. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to know, but I wouldn't don't I wouldn't I wouldn't be a, a sperm donor. I have a fear of jacking off in public. Well, they give you a room. That's cool, but like the, right. the anticipation of knowing everyone sees me like walk in 
And then they're like, mm. you know, now now I'm being timed. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll be, I'm dying with the sweat right now. I'm fucking, <laughs> fucking hot right now, man. I'm about to die. All right, man. Let's call my man Marty up real quick. Ooh. My man Marty, what's up, brother? What's going on with it, man? Not much, hey. man. Just calling you up. It's your boy Carl from the You Wasn't Outside podcast with my man Lex here. Yo. Man, you know what? I'm going to tell you how excited I was on Friday. It was a long day on Friday. I was at work, and I was just out here slaving it. And, you know, you get one of them little natural breaks in. So I'm like, let me score my timeline real quick. I didn't miss about three or four hours of activity. Let me catch up. And then, uh-huh. and then I go through my timeline. I'm like, nah, it's been about two, three years since I got an album from my man. He didn't pop up with one. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? I had to drop a had to drop a quick Hiroshima thing on you one time there, man. You know, what I'm <laughs> you know a quick boom boom. You know? Man. So let's just do it. Let's do a check-in, man. For for those that don't know, uh Marty's been in the music scene, man, for at least for me that I've been counting on my hand. Like fifteen years right now. Am I am I about right? It's probably longer than that. But from what I remember, it was blacklisted, and then your other projects like Cheers and everything that came out. So like like in that time span, I'm looking at like a fifteen year time span. Is it so? You know, talk to us a little bit about how things have been going overall in your career. Oh man, you know, first off, I, I'm an antique chandelier, so you know, hey, fifteen <laughs> years. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, you know, I got a little teenager in this in this music thing. You know, uh, uh, it's been fun, man. You know, I started off, I just started off as like telling jokes and shit just to make the homies laugh. You know what I mean? I didn't really think uh, this shit was like uh, my little calling or nothing like that. But then, you know, I just, I guess I became a little entertaining at it. You know what I'm saying? And the homies told me to keep going. I started, you know what I'm saying, using it as a, a as a way to, to be entertaining, but also be like the outlet to like, you know what I'm saying? Like like the the shit that we go through on the normal thing, you know what I'm saying? The struggle, the the poverty, the you know what I'm saying, the the war, everything like that, you know what I'm saying? Like just 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 to like educate, stimulate minds and shit like that too. You know what I'm saying? I turned it into a tool. So, you know, I, I just and I'm I'm still a student with it too. So, you know, I'm I'm learning every day, you know what I'm saying? Every day it's a, it's just a new class. So, you know what I mean? And that's that's how I looked at it with my career and everything. So I'm still learning, still having fun. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing to still be able to reach people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Hey, so what's the yeah. difference between dropping an album in a pandemic versus all your other releases in the past? He said, he said oh, like a different, like, man, I, or, I was trying to give people, like, you know what I'm saying, just like a a, <laughs> a fresh breath of air, you know what I'm saying? Like, just just, just uh, like, like a release, a little outlet, and, you know, uh Shit, man, just it, the difference. <laughs> a lot of people are more. Li- a, a lot of people is listening a lot more, playing in. It's you know they doing it all, doing all kind of shit from the house now and sitting on the toilet playing it. You know what I'm saying? All, all the distribution and the streams, everything that's going on, man. It, it, I, I think it's 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 helping a lot with this pandemic and shit like that. So it, it's like going hand in hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you on that. So with that being said, right? So I'm listening to you know your music. You know, now and then, you know, looking at where you came from, what do you think has changed at least like in terms of like maybe other local artists that's around 
I don't know if you've ever been interested in getting a deal, you know what I mean, or anything like that. But if you want to talk a little bit about like what's changed in the game, you know, over time or your mindset. Well, for sure, it's changing again. Well, shit, I, I had a, I had a, I had a couple deal offers and stuff like that. Like, I, I had an offer with DTP a long time ago, back like I think like in like '06. It was like '06, '07. I had like a deal with them going on. Um, but you know, like as far as the difference and everything, like uh, as far as out the trunk and like uh, your studios and the timing and your production, and everything like that. Like it, it, the resources is way different today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Today, like, you know, a lot of people got more studios, portable studios. You got access to all kind of stuff. You got access to uh, distribution sites and streams and, you know, a lot of sources of income on your own. So it's like you, you got a lot to present to a label now before, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you get a label will hunt you down now because of your worth now. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, it's, it's a lot different back then. Back then, you know, it was more so out the trunk and by word of mouth and, you know, there was all kind of shit like that. And then they wanted to see what you can bring to the table right then and there. And we need eight albums from you. And we need you to, you know, to go figure out the studio time and all this shit yourself back then. You know, back then the resources was low. So, you know what I mean? But to today, man, it's it's a lot more avenues and uh, places for, um, you know, artists to get, like, uh, allocations and, and all kind of residuals and, you know, shit like that. So, man, t- today is popping. It's popping for stars today. You can get bread. You you don't really need the fame today. You can get the checks and and, and still be straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how does yeah. that work? Because I know a lot of artists they live kind of on the road, so right now they can't really that that's a big uh, revenue that's cut off right now. Is um. So as far as that goes, if that's people's mo, are, are you just more? You got like your own merch right now, or what? What uh, what other kind of things can you speak to as far as that? What's keeping you afloat right now? Um, yeah, like, as far as, like, you know, the, the online distribution, uh, the, the, the merch, uh, bro, like, features and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's a, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of avenues that are cut off because of the pandemic and shit like that, you know, artists can't perform, it's hard to show up places, go in places, you know what I'm saying, do their little walkthroughs, you know, do whatever they do to how they, how they get money in the presence, but, um, man, just, uh, but, but these on, on online, these checks, and um, wrote features, you know, just shit like that. That's keeping artists afloat, you know what I'm saying? Just, just having more product. You just got to have more product for that catalog for more people to check out. Cool, cool. So I want to know, what is, uh, what do you think? Because, I mean, I hear a lot of the same answer, but there's also, there's other answers. What do you think is uh, the city's biggest issue as far as getting getting put on on that major uh, level, like nationwide or worldwide? Hmm. Tell you the truth, I think... um. Well, man, it, it it all it all it's always gonna stem back to the whole tough guy, to the to the tough guy pandemic. That's the biggest pandemic we got. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, virus. It's, 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 it's the it's the tough guy pandemic. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 that's the that's the virus we gotta fight. You know, it's the bridge. You know what I mean? Like we just gotta learn from LA. You know, and it's starting. It's actually starting. You know, we we picking up all over the place. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm working with a. Uh, I'm working with the with my rally swag MTB. You know what I'm saying? He's from Lincoln. I I got some things going on with Buciano. You know what I'm saying? He a crip. You know what I'm saying? I got some things with Cricket. He a crip. You know what I'm saying? Like so, you know, it's it's the bridge. We gotta get gotta get things going on. Earn billions. He from the south. You know, like uh, also Ocean. He from the south. So you know, when we get this bridge set up and to where nobody wants to spit on the bridge or burn the ends, you know what I'm saying, to stop the connection, that's when we gonna make this shit really really pop. We're going to be like L.A. We're going to be a new Hollywood. We're going to be like a new planet. 
that, that, that that's what's stopping that stuff. In my opinion. Nah, you know yeah, I feel that. Because you know, because at the same time, the streets is what's gonna push the 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 artists and the gossip and stuff like that. That's what's gonna really push. You know, it, it, we could always go to somebody that's neutral, that ain't from nowhere. You know what I'm saying? But it's always gonna be like a. Uh, hesitation on on the push for some reason. Somebody's gonna, some group, some section is gonna have like a real, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, that's cool, that's cool, that's we like that. We're gonna push that, support that too, but we really want to solve this problem. We need somebody to stand up to solve this problem where we can have a connection, a bridge to each side of the town and have nobody have a problem with it. Yeah, it would sound like like you have that consistency though. You know what I mean? In terms of like at least looking at like San Diego artists. Like, I remember, like, being off in Fresno and, like, listening to, like, your projects. I mean, even, even like, talking DSPs, you know, you've had your music on YouTube for forever, even before we had Spotify, Apple Music, and all these things. So, like, when I was out in college, you know, I'm like, people are like, oh, y'all got rappers in the day? Go, yeah, well, we got Mitchie, we got Marty, too. And, and you know, they we had references. You know what I mean? So, you know, you've just been really consistent in the game. And personally, my favorite, I haven't, you know, bumped the, the new album, you know, past the two listens, but my personal favorite is Cheers. And then even referencing like what you were talking about earlier, where it's like your pen is different. You know what I mean? And when I say it's different, it's like I could be sitting here and I could hear a song maybe 10 or 12 times, but I'm still laughing at the jokes on the track, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right, what I, like, too. matter of fact, on the on the untitled hunt, he was like, uh, the homie said, hey, can you give me a ride? Bring me back to the town. I said, hell no, nah. for how much? He was like, 50 bucks. Like, nah, I'm good. Like, I can't <laughs> I can't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, looking right. at that, what's changed? Because, like, on, on listening to this new album, you got this uh, track on here called 40 in My Head. And so right. li- listening to all the music that you've put out over time, I think this one was the most conscious, and I felt it because, you know, it seemed like you just now on the, like, ownership of things and, you know, branching out from, you know, making music that's specifically for the streets, but it's now it's for the streets so that you can grow. So what's different now? Um, I think as far as I think, I think the, the difference is, is the, how bright the light I'm shining on it now. Like when I was like, um, when I was younger, I always still had like some positive shit uh, uh, on the undertone. Like, you know what I'm saying? I kind of, I, I got this little method. that's like, you know, like uh, give you a little bit of candy to get you to eat some celery. You know what I'm saying? So, I used to do this thing where I just, you know, say some funny ass joke, something to get you to pay attention to me and listen into the next thing and then slide you something in there that you could take with you that's going to resonate with you into your adulthood, into maturity, you know what I'm saying? So that that's like one of the main things I used to always do. So I just figured like, you know, okay, now I'm old enough, fuck it, I'll just shine the light on here big and just hit them real hard in the head like, okay, this is some shit you need to learn, young young brother, young sister, you know what I'm saying, you want to get onto this generational wealth shit, let's get onto this board then, you know what I'm saying, like, I've always been trying to leave people there with the conscious thing and then health, so I'm just going ahead, I'm just going heavy on here with this, like, you know, the health, the yeah, getting your credit getting your credit up, you know, getting a house, getting ownership, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, working for your last name so that your kid could come in there and, you know what I'm saying, he he won't get denied for anything, you know what I'm saying, oh, you can't get a loan, what you mean, that's my name right there, that's in my name, oh, I can't get a job here, that's my name right there, you know what I'm saying, my pop said I could come in here, what are you talking about, you feel me, so it's like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get people on that type of thing, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, just for this future, you know what I'm saying, like, my whole thing, Marty, Marty McFly, you feel me, my name is marty you know what i'm saying but the whole mac fly thing you feel me just being a mac 
you know what I'm saying, like mind manipulation, but my mind manipulation is toward the progressive, you feel me? And I do the time thing too, you know what I'm saying? I want to, I put the old with the new as far as the music and as far as touching the old generation and the young generation at the same time, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my name, my whole existence, you feel me? I try to exude that in everything I do. Who would you say, who would you say influenced you musically to get to that point? To get to that point musically, man, I I, I got to say, I got to say 40, I got to say 40, I got to say Matt Dre, I got to say Rakim, I got to say Nas, uh, Jay-Z, Tupac, you know, like, they, like, they, them is, like, that. that's my circle right there. I heard you drop a, a a gem on us too. I know who Larry June is, and so when he when he when you said you that, me? I was like, yeah. I, I can I can hear it at least in the one song that it was in. I was like, I I, I fucks with Larry June, especially Mission Bay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, what I'm saying like 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 Larry. That, that's one of the, that's one of the younger that's one of the younger cats I fuck with as far as where he going with this shit too. You know what I'm saying? I, I like how he do that. Yeah, his organic, healthy shit. Like you know, that's another nigga I listen to. So what? So now in the pandemic, man. So what you been on, man? I I ain't seen you in the gym hitting the boxing bag or nothing like that, man. So what's going on now for you? Oh, the pandemic, man. The shit, man. The, uh, I'm doing exactly what it's trying to make us do. It's trying to make us get our business straight. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like with this pandemic, it's the opportunity now to focus on your on your paperwork, your your business, your you know what I'm saying. The, the, that that good fine print behind everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear so. you on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm working on. Work. That's what I, I'm working on my fine print game right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man! All right, man. You know I ain't gonna hold you, bro. But uh, shout out the new album real quick so people know where they can uh, find it at yeah, and everything. Do the plugs. And do then, the plugs. Yeah, do all the plugs real quick, bro. Okay, man. All the plugs, man. Oh damn! I should. I should have prepared for the plug game. You know what I'm saying? That's all good. Let's hit the. Hey, inst- hey, there you go, Marty. Marty McFly. My Finest Hour, you can get it on Spotify, Tidal, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Beat Report. You can go to Google. Like, you know, if you wanted to find some rainbow-colored leotards, all you got to do is you go to Google, right? <laughs> Google it, type it in. So, you know, you do that. You go in there, man, show me some love, man. Show Dago some love. We got a gang of other artists, too. Bustiano, Hardini, uh, Charlie Rothstein, YC Peanut, Swag MCB. Man, the list goes on. Dre Trav, man. Oh, I, I should have prepared for this. It's all I'm good, gonna, man. I'm yeah. coming back next time. I'm coming back next time with some more names yeah but at least by then we try to get you in the studio and stuff like that man these phone calls is killing me right now at this point Hell, man. hey nia mac nia mac mike berry emf company all that my fault amen to that, that. <laughs> <laughs> all right brother man i appreciate you for coming out man hey i appreciate y'all hey man i want to do this again you know what i'm saying stay in touch we got you all right man stay up all right y'all y'all be solid all right now Man, my man stay in a good mood all the time. I love people like that, man, because I, I need to be around him. <laughs> the, the, the good energy, man. He always come with the jokes, man. He said, you know where you can find a, a tie-dye leotard that you can find it all Google. <laughs> my man. All right, man. Let me ask you something. Mm. I, I came across this the other day. I was watching this movie, and this girl was like, oh, I'm about to freshen up. What is freshening up for women? For women? Yeah. Or, you know what? Don't answer for them. What is freshening <laughs> up for men? What would you consider freshening up? I don't know if we have a freshen up. We either getting ready or we not. Yeah. But what is freshening up? That's what I was like trying to understand. What so, that... freshen up, I feel like for the girls, they've already gotten ready. And then they be out in the elements. Yeah. And whatever they did, you know, the elements, you know, after some time. See, it's coming it's, after. It start, it start reversing. So, so they, they got to go. 
they got to go do touch-ups. They yeah. got to do the it's little, it's little, yeah, yeah. Bruh. It's the main stuff already. Now it's just, it's the maintenance, the maintain. That's a, yeah, I don't know if there's a freshen up. Speaking of freshening up, do you share any, is there, okay, so, you know, obviously, you know, you live with your girl, which mine is yours. You know, we share stuff. This is a community, this is a household. Yeah. Is there anything that's off limits that you won't share with her? Toothbrushes for sure. Okay. Um, my car. <laughs> we got three cars, and I yeah. I only let her drive my car, like the 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 nice one, if she really needs to. Mm. But I just bought her one, so I mean she's good now. She hey flex on me. On that's not really a flex. It is just showing my love for her, you know. <laughs> but then, uh, matter of fact, I've, I've changed a little bit because I didn't even post it on there. You know, I'm on my I'm on my Jay Z shit. I'd be moving in silence with with a lot of things. But she got her little SUV now. <laughs> She living good, you know. Yeah, man, two brothers one, but so so if she was like, "Oh man, I'm out of here," like, "Let me borrow your deodorant." She can do that. She, unbeknownst to her, a few times I've ran out mm. and I've hit that dove. Yeah, see, that's you know, different. we got that, we got the armpits hair, so yeah, like, I, I can't I do it. The strand. You, you can't hit no, the dove. Another thing is, she don't got the hair, but if she used my shit, that's yours now. She's not gonna use yours though. She does. Which what deodorant do you use? I don't even know. Whatever one of them joints. It I came in a big ass Costco pass. <laughs> so what I'm saying is she like you know she ran out or she forgot where whatever the reason how do you feel if she wanted some food off your plate I mean she gonna take that if she wanted but I'm saying toothbrush deodorant I don't like sharing food off my plate I don't like sharing it but I mean yeah that's that's with her now like I'm getting more open and used to that because now this is like the longest tenure I've ever lived with someone you know so there's certain things that I'm like letting go but yeah that's that's definitely one of them yeah. What's one of your pet peeves at home? Oh, you know what? We're not, really, we, no, we on the same page because I wanted to bring something <laughs> like this up. It's maybe an ongoing segment okay. whenever it comes up. And, you know, because it's, it's usually it's usually the little shit, right? Yeah. And so she don't know. She don't close cabinets. <laughs> she <laughs> she like it's like she does everything. Ha- like she doesn't follow through to the end. end. Yeah. So. She'll be cooking. All the cabinets is open. She'll leave the fridge open. She leaves lights on. Mm. So I got to come back at the end. Do, 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 like, you know, AC on huh. with the windows open. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, like, for us. So we don't have AC. The back the back end of that is open these windows up when the sun <laughs> go down. I come home and all the windows is closed. And we got big industrial fans. You know what I mean? So it's like, put that near the window. Cool this house down. There's no reason why it's 84 in here at 4 p.m. Now, I know I'm a... I'm a after this, I'm gonna go home, and I bet you there's gonna be at least one cabinet or other door open. <laughs> I got a question to ask you: How much would you pay for a Louis Vuitton face shield? Zero. Zero dollars. I'm mad the fact that she didn't pay three, four dollars for a hundred different masks, and we only need <laughs> one or two for person. Like, why you keep buying new ones? Like they're trying to match every outfit. The reason why I ask that is because basically reports indicate that Louis Vuitton is putting out a mask. For a thousand dollars, I bet they are. That's crazy. You yeah, see, because you buying the brand name, because they know people. They got a certain section of people that's gonna buy that. Yeah. So they don't even know they they could sell it for twenty, thirty, whatever they going for. They're like, nah. They know what it is, and they are gonna pay for it. So we might as well charge it. Which is wild to me because the mask is a thousand, right? And that's just you know for status and stuff like that. But about twenty years ago, I, I had a DC trip. Uh, actually, we did a whole East Coast trip. But we were in D.C. and I went to Louis Vuitton in D.C. I had $400 in spending money, okay? And I went into Louis Vuitton and I was like, man, I can get me a Louis Vuitton something. You know, backpack. The backpack was like three, four grand. 
And I was like, nah, I ain't even got that. I said, what y'all got for, you know, four, five hundred? They said, we got a coin purse. Mm. <laughs> with no coins in it. I'm sitting here walking around with a coin yeah, purse, man. My man. I didn't you, buy was, the, you was really on your kind shit. Nah, I definitely didn't buy the uh, the coin purse after that. But I just wanted to see. I, I ended up buying the Carmelo Anthony Denver Nuggets jersey, some other stuff or whatever. I ended up getting the more bang for my buck. But I was just sitting up here thinking, like, well, who's buying $1,000 face shields? You know what I mean? And face masks. There's people out here doing it, but I'm getting me a knockoff for sure. But um, let me ask you. Let's go ahead and get to the deep hour. Pause. Um, <laughs> what do you define, like, your purpose? Oh, shit. That's deep. Oh, man. My purpose, I think, you know, as you age, your purpose might change or become a little more clear. And, you know, especially right now, whatever we thought, at least whatever I thought my purpose was a few years ago. What I, do you think your purpose was a few years ago? Oh, man. Uh, man, I don't even remember. When, when, once you have the kid, obviously the purpose changed. It kind of centralizes. So I think in general, your purpose should be to leave this place a little bit better than what you came into it as. And if you're raising a, another generation under you, they should be at least one step further ahead or, you know, for lack of a better term, better than you. And so I think that's like the inner, that's the the base goal, the the minimum before you check out. Um, so, yeah. And then once you can get to that point, you know, try to impact as many people as possible and even the smallest positive change. But yeah, right now stuck at the base goal. Just try to, you know, little steps, a little bit better, yeah. day by day, so that when you leave, everything around you is probably in a better place than it was when you got there. Yeah, I sat back and I was thinking like my purpose has changed, and I guess it is life circumstances. Ten years ago, I think my purpose at the time, and you know, looking at it, I was in college, you know, two years in, and it was more so centered around my purposes to one finish college get a good job, get a house, start a family. And then I ended up obtaining those things. You know what I mean? And so once I obtained them, I was like, I need to dig deeper into what my purpose is. And so in line with doing this podcast and the type of job that I do, I think like my biggest thing is, is giving people information. Even looking at who we just had as a guest right now, like a lot of people probably weren't informed of who MacFly is. You know what I mean? And so I'm informing these people about this person and what they're doing in this community. I care so much about Dago and what goes on and stuff like that and try to, you know, shed some light, especially like when we did Grown Folks Business Podcast, where it was like bring in people who are doing work in the community or have different businesses and stuff like that. And some of them, I pray to God, you know, they make it out of this pandemic, but some of them are still up and running and stuff like that, you know, and it's like, all right, well, I, I've I have episodes or I have a catalog that people can go back to and reference and see what different people are doing in the community. And so for me, I was reading this book. Nipsey actually uh, recommended it before he passed. Rest in peace. I can't remember the name of the book, but it talked about purpose. And it was talking about like how your purpose needs to be different from like taking care of your family and stuff like that. Something that you have for your own. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And so like you get, you obtain what they call quote unquote gifts outside of your family and you bring it back to your family you know what i mean and so like for you like we talk about a lot about property real estate marty was just talking about you know uh 
bringing wealth of information to people and stuff like that and putting them up on game. It's like you go out and you seek that information on your own and then you bring it back and you share what you learn and not necessarily even verbally, but also through action. You know what I mean? Right. But the, but the, we on the same page then because in doing those actions, that's what leads you to lift everybody up and leave it in a better place than you than it was. Yeah. So, yeah, it's on the same type, just depending on how big you go. But, yeah, you don't want to – because the sound at first, like you were just talking about goals and not necessarily purpose. So but you, that's you was, was mixing, yeah. yeah, you was yeah. mixing them in and then you get to them. And then, I mean, luckily you, you had that mind state to be like, okay, I got them. Some people like that was my only goal and they just stopped. Right. So you took the time to step back, dig deeper, come up with some new goals, and then you're living more purpose-driven. Even if your purpose is to obtain the goals, you keep setting the new goals. Right. That's going to end up fulfilling a purpose. And I think that's what really, now we're going to get even deeper. So we were skin deep. You know what I mean? Now we're going to get into the soul. And the reason why I say that is because like, I felt like, I'm two people, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm myself, you know, Carl as, you know, my friends may know me. You can as get about me. two people in them shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. But I'm looking at it for like what it is, man. It's like, I'm two people. I'm, I'm Carl outside of my relationship in terms of like all the life things that I do. And then I'm Carl within my relationship. And one of the things that I've had to learn, you know, being in this relationship and everything is that one, I got to continue to grow. And two, you know, I have to encourage someone else to grow, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that is my partner, yeah. you know, because if everything remains the same or remains constant and we don't change things up, then we're we're we're, we're going to have problems. You know what I mean? And those problems may be I may become stagnant. She may become stagnant and I have to find a way and she has to find a way to either one repurpose myself or repurpose herself and everything. Um, and when I say repurpose myself, meaning her help, you know, repurpose what's there for me. And I just feel like sometimes people get stuck in the point of like, all right, we hit the goal, but they never get to the point of, all right, I'm comfortable with setting new goals after achieving these. Right. And that's why your partner is so important, because if you got two people grinding for the same stuff, you can get there in half the time. You can hold each other accountable because that's that's going to be the biggest thing, because I can push myself to a certain point. But when someone else is pushing you, this is why people pay for trainers, pay for, you know, coaches and stuff like that, because all the stuff they're telling us to do, we can do it. The information is out there. But having someone really push you to get to that point so you can reach those goals and then having the communication to once you get there to make sure no one's staying stagnant, making sure, you know, someone might be down for a time. You got to make sure you up to lift them back up and vice versa. And so that that's it's real intriguing, just especially how you go about it, because every every partner is going to have a different personality. So once you get to that goal and you're trying to re, you know, recalibrate and then move on further up. But then the other one seems to be stuck like I'm straight here. But you're like, no, that ain't going to work. How do you approach that? Do you have the whole like. Because everyone obviously depends on who your partner is, because you got to know you got to know them to to approach them appropriately yeah. do i do i want to push you on some like come on let's go no days off blah 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 do you want to be a little more finesse it a little lighter with it because you know like you know the super bowl hangover all that stuff is real a lot of these you know teams next year 
they don't I'm starting to ramble, but you know what I mean? Like once you get to that goal, it's so easy to let off the pedal, relax. And if you got two people doing that, then you're not going to be able to get to that next level. Yeah. I think like like prioritizing is more so than anything. Like there's certain things I hear a lot of times about people in relationships and by no by no means am I an expert, but the one thing that I try to hit on is what people talk about all the time but they don't do it. And that's communication. And when we say communication, that communication also comes with understanding. And I feel like we have to start talking about that because yeah, we have communication and I can communicate something to you all the time. But if you're not fucking hearing me, it's like, yo, what's the point of me communicating? So the understanding piece has to come underneath that communication. I'll give you an example. In my household, my girl is really good at taking care of things in the house. I'm that observant where I understand that she does things and she has a strength of doing things that I'm just not willing to physically do. Right. Aside from like doing fix up shit. You know what I mean? And I got to muster up some courage for that. But outside the house. Right. I may not know everything, but I'll call you if I need help with like understanding the real estate thing. I'll call the homies on some stock stuff. You know what I mean? I'll call somebody else on some like home improvement things. So she understands that I'm good at reaching out and connecting with a network of people and asking questions. She's really good of taking care of things that are inside the house, which is keeping the routine up, watching the kids and stuff like that. Like she's great at that. And so we talk so much about communication, but that other piece is just understanding where you're at. And if you're going to branch off, then you can communicate like, hey, maybe we could switch the roles up or something, you know, but that's just work for me. And I'm just dropping that gym out there so that whoever's out there going into a relationship or hit a rut in their relationship, you got to start looking at the relationship for what it is and stop asking more of people than what they're able to do is my is my point. Right. And it, and if you're in that place where you're about to have a kid or kids or, you know, that the whole dynamic is changing, communication going to be even more important because I know once we became parents, the communication between us two kind of takes a back seat to everything else. Yeah. And then so if you're not constantly checking in and constantly making sure you're both on the same page, eventually, no matter how cool y'all might seem, the page is are going to be different. Right. And so I, another thing we've been doing recently is we, we just do these weekly checkups just on, you don't, you don't even got to be some deep shit all the time, but we'll just, we'll lay out what do we need to get done this week? Are we honest? That way, if we're always constantly checking in every week, then whatever we're setting for months or a couple, a year down the road, if we do everything we need to do this week, every single week, eventually we're going to get to that point and it's all going to fall into place at the right time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Switching gears real quick, man. So I, I ran into the C, uh, CNBC article uh, titled The Peloton Threat. Gyms have a plan to get Americans Americans working out again. So, I mean, I didn't lost my, uh, my little space, man, just so I can <laughs> read the article. Basically, it was saying that out of 2,000 Planet Fitnesses that were closed during the pandemic, 1,500 of them are reopening again. And so what I wanted to talk to a little bit about just to get a bit on the lighthearted side was what are you doing to kind of maintain your fitness right now? Oh, man, Peloton know. is booming right now. For those who don't know what Peloton is, let me also preface this. Peloton is a cycling uh, stationary bike. 
that you know has a very interactive screen and i've seen a rave of people get it right they talk about that like it's the revolution yeah i'm like fam what about your arms (laughs) i mean it's like damn they had the bow flex that all them other stuff but like this is the one the way they be talking about this one yeah maybe it encourages you more i seen um a friend of ours uh i won't say who because just because of smoke uh, A friend of ours You know They ended up getting one And I was like That's a $2,000 <laughs> Like stationary bike hey. I was like A real bike Like a real Entry level road bike Would cost you About six, seven hundred. You could just go ahead And be outside But So what's changing up For you In regards to Like workout regimen And stuff like that Do you plan on Going back to the gym What do you need To happen in your gym You know Just for you to even Get back in if I can go back to the gym and they weren't on some like scheduled hours and once that hour hits, no matter where you at, like you got to bounce and get back to your, and you got to schedule another one. That seems like a little much for me. Otherwise I might, cause right now all I'm doing is I'll be at work and every top of the hour I'll do a set of push ups. every mid hour I do a set of sit-ups or whatever. And then I'm constantly walking on my breaks and lunch, trying to get these steps in on top of the intermittent fasting. Uh, that's what I've been doing to maintain. Uh, actually dropped a bit of weight because uh, I was getting kind of wild. And so in June, I was like, yeah, we got to do something. So it's kind of doing, I feel like to me, it's the bare minimum given the schedule I have and just trying to make sure something's happening, some type of activity. So if the gym stay the way they are, you're not going back to one? <sighs> Let's just say if like all things considered the pandemic, we get a we get a cure uh, tw- two years from now, but the gym is staying the same way that it is, just because you know some people may not want the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. You know, because I feel like the gyms are going to stay this way for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if I go to if the spot I think I'm going to has one of them gyms like in the community, I'll probably go to that. But right now, I got a Y membership, and I don't. Uh, I'm not sure, but when I'm gonna get back to that. Okay. Yeah, I was sitting up here thinking, man, like like I remember when they the gyms were about to open back up. My dad is an avid gym goer. Um, but he also works at a hospital, so it's like now you're really putting yourself like in areas where people that are either one sick or don't know they're sick are, you know, there. You know what I mean? And you know, also for your job, you know, now you're working around people that are always sick coming in. You only deal with sick people. And he was like, well, I think I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm like, fam, like, that's probably the last place I'm going to go to. Even some of these outdoor spots that they have. Yeah, that's cool. And all. I did read an article about, like, you know, micro uh, droplets and everything like that being the number one cause of how people, you know, get infected. Um, but uh, I just don't know about touching workout equipment with people sweating and sneezing. And people don't realize how nasty the gym is. I've watched a dude put Preparation H on his asshole sitting on the bench, butt ass <laughs> naked. And it's like, fam, like... <laughs> <laughs> man Bruh. but yeah man so I, i'm looking at it from that stance but yeah i just wanted to you know check in to see what you had in terms of your your lifestyle and everything yeah man we we get to the point where it's going to be more about diet that's going to make up for the lack of uh activity uh yeah so it's probably going to be some type of home you know take it back to the jailhouse Hopefully the the air quality gets better. I didn't work out all week because it's just been like ass dropping everywhere. And usually I've been working out outside and, we, and everything. And we got it light compared to these pictures I'm seeing upstate. Yeah, like in the Bay Area, Oregon, and all those other places, man. Like they were hit hard. You know what I mean? Um, but we've had our fair share. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely had our fair share. I wanted to talk about this. This is one of the last things that we're going to talk about on the day. Um, it was 
an article I came across about felons right to vote. So let me give you guys a little, you know, prehistory. And this is specifically in Florida. You know, Florida is always messing up. But prior to January 8th, 2019, people, pre, pre, people who previously committed felony crimes effectively lost their right to vote for life as it can only be restored by action of the governor, which rarely occurred. However, during the November 6, 2018 election, Floridians voted 65% in favor of Amendment 4 to allow people convicted of a felony, except murder or sexual abuse, to regain their voting rights after the completion of their sentences. So, looking at it for what it is, I looked up some demographic information in regards to Florida. Uh, so, per... 100,000 people per 100,000 people there's 2,000 black people that are you know active felons in terms of like incarceration rates and stuff like that and then you have 536 hispanic and then 400 or 626 in terms of caucasians so i'm looking at this right and i know florida is a red state and now they have basically put in a a new law that says that as many as uh, 775,000 former felons in Florida will not be able to vote if they haven't paid back all fines, fees, and restitutions. A federal appeals court ruled Friday overturning a lower court's decision that they can go to the polls this year. So it's like, fam, it's that, that, that age-old argument again. For some people, it's not a big deal, right? Now, I get it. Murder, sexual assault. But all the other crimes, like drug crimes and stuff like that, these guys should be able to, you know, vote and you have laws that are in place to do that. But to discourage people for the upcoming election that you have right now, we have the voter fraud. And now we're saying you have to pay fees and restitutions for you to even be able to vote. Yeah, this this goes right back to what we talked about a week or two ago about the different types of voter suppression and different things that, you know, one party is doing to do whatever they can to maintain power when they have a smaller base. And so. This is honestly how I thought Florida was going to be the whole time. Because in 2018, when they passed the initial law, letting the felons vote again, everybody was like, what? Florida? Yeah. Doing something correct? So the fact that they're reversing it now is not surprising to me or I think most people. It's unfortunate. Um, But I think after that last in 2018 was such a big shakeup that they were like, nah, nah, we got to do something, especially when the when the 2020 election come up. So, I mean, they trying it. It's unfortunate because, you know, the 2% doesn't seem like a lot when you're talking about felons per 100,000 people or whatever, but the proportion is all off and that and that's what really matters because it's 2% versus, you know, 0.3%, 0.03% and and that's it it's going to make it different. Well, they're trying to make it as big of a difference as it can in a swing state like Florida. It's gonna matter, so um, and it does yeah. like and it does like it's a big deal because it's like these are practices that have been going on for so long, and here's it, it led me to a deeper question. You know what I mean? I'm not just sharing the news with y'all. I want to make you can sure. buy your way out of it, even if you're a felon. Just pay it, pay it off, and you you got it. This is a deeper question. All right, and, I, and I'm gonna ask you this because I we've never had a conversation like this. Let's just hear what you have to say mm. about it and your feelings. Do you feel like you are defined by your previous actions as a person? Like, can you define people by who they are, by their actions? Um, I then, think, I think most people 
I mean, if you know someone or you know them long enough, or even when you don't know them, you can only go by what they show you. So I think a lot of people do get defined that way. And a lot of people are also close-minded to the point of even if they did do this, they can always adapt or change and grow into something different. Yeah. So, yes, you are defined by what you did in the past, but everyone that's doing that defining, because everyone's going to define you different probably, is just like, I'm not going to hold that against you. So I think I'm saying something different than what you're trying to say. Because it's like, okay, you did this, but I'm not going to define you for it. I'm going to hit I you f- with a home run, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, so my home run is, let's just say you have a neighbor, right? Nice guy, Jeff. No, we're not going to use Jeff. <laughs> Fuck Jeff. Tim. Tim is a nice guy, right? You've known him. You live in your current spot where for what, five years? Three. Three. Okay. So let's say you've known Tim for three years. Great guy, comes over, brings food or, you know, picks up your mail for you or your trash cans, has a great conversation with him, and you find out that Tim is a sexual sex offender. But in four or five years that you've lived there with your children and everything, you haven't had any issues with Tim. Will that change your perspective of Tim or with the length of time say, you know what, in five years, I'm okay with Tim because he hasn't shown me anything different. But you keep your head on a swivel for I sure. I mean, yeah, as long as you don't say something like, it's not like I'm asking him to babysit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? And especially because sexual, pre- that that gets kind of on the fence dicey sometimes. Yeah. Of what you getting put on there for. So, I mean, that makes a difference. And just like, hey, most likely what you did, I wouldn't condone. And I'm not really, you know, with that. But I'm not, I'm not going to be like, I don't think you should vote. Yeah. Especially because, if you have a clean record. If I'm that involved, because, I mean, obviously, if I'm just your neighbor, you can be doing some shit in the dark that I don't know nothing about. But if I'm looking at you and I, I see you, you know, on the daily or weekly and I see, like, oh, yeah, I mean, in general, you're a pretty cool guy. Like, nothing wrong with you. And, like, I have no issue with you outside of the fact that I'm not going to be like, hey, man, come babysit. Uh, Yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, there's, there should be a chance for redemption and you shouldn't lose something that means so much in this type of country and this system as voting is. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you've, you've done your time in other ways and you've closed yourself to a lot of opportunities already. Yeah. This is one thing you should still have. I mean, I just go so hard for like people that have, you know, been previously incarcerated because one, the recidivism rate is high recidivism, meaning that you get out and the chances of you coming back in once you're out and you're a felon, it's hard for you to obtain a job. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You paying for it in so many other ways. Yeah. Like, that, that, just let stop me get, let, go ahead. And, yeah. Get that back. And they could vote um, to have somebody that can advocate for that. I use sexual assault, but I mean, it could be anything, drug charges or whatever, you know, just thinking about like certain things where it's like, why do you think people sell drugs in the first place? Because there's a problem within the system that, you know, they're living in. That's what they're going through. You know? So at the time, if it made sense to them to do that, because to be real, a few times I was like, man, I might have to sell me some dope. 
Y'all ain't got to pay no taxes or nothing like that. No comment. You know, I just got to look over my shoulder a few times. But, you know, other than that. <laughs> is that know, all there is to it? <laughs> there's there's some more to it. The, <laughs> the other shit that comes with it will make you be like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I ain't going to do all that. But I've seen, like, like it's you get to work from home. You know, you were teleworking before then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably claim some mileage on it. But I'm just sitting up here thinking, like, man, there's a reason why people do certain actions. Every There's a reason why people have these actions. Whether it be that they're sick in the head or, you know, they need something or whatever, you know, like like you can't define people by, you know, certain time periods in their life. Murder is probably the one thing that I can say, like, nah, fam, you you tripping. You probably shouldn't vote. Like, I, I can agree with that. In some cases, a sexual assault, too. But there's a lot of different types of murdering. That is true. But the justification of it, it's all circumstantial. But the justification of it, you would have to be hella convincing. Like, I don't care, like, if you had a husband that was abusive as shit, there's some things that you could do without, like, killing this dude, unless you could justify, like, it's an emergency situation, it's life or death. But then, no, at that point, it's no longer murder. I mean, that's what, that's why I said there's a lot of different types of murder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm talking about legal stands of murder, like, just going up and shooting somebody, or you in a gang and you doing all that. Like, fam, you could be on a, a, a whole different type of time. But that's neither here nor there. We got super deep. Uh, <laughs> it was super deep. Hey, which is cool, though. Like, seven episodes in, you, you get, you're getting your wings, man. You're getting your wings. I'm, why is it I'm getting my wings and you can't just be getting the, the rust knocked off of you? Because you're Tom Brady, right? Am I? Did they win today? Don't say that if they ain't win today. I think they play at 5 o'clock tonight. No, they already played. Did they? Oh, I keep thinking he's on the Patriots. Because my point was is I'm Bill Belichick. So Do we want to be them? I don't want to be him, but we don't have enough black coaches in the NFL for me to, like, I don't want to be Marvin Lewis. I mean, you kind of got the Doc Rivers. <laughs> oh, oh, you're saying we could go ahead and switch We, we could do another, like yeah, another we... duo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely do another. Who, who is the basketball equivalent to, like, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, though? It's hard to have that because everybody switched teams so much. And like, my, my opinion would be the Spurs coach. It would be Pop and Tim Duncan, but... He he gone already. He retired. Yeah, and in this case, I'm the mentor here. Okay. I, we need more black heroes. That's what I'm just coming down I to. I wish Tim Duncan would cut his hair. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, man, you know you on TV, right? Oh, man. Bruh. All right, man, let's get into this three-tier segment. <laughs> Lex, you got anything you wanted three cheers? That shit was hell uh, I mean, some light. I'm just gonna do a birthday shout out to my man Ben. I don't even think he's a listener no more. He might have peeped it out once. He's not a podcast guy, but uh, yeah, happy born day, my G. Yeah, man. Uh, that's, that's part of the struggles. We got a little numbers dip right now, but we're gonna find ways to get it going. Oh, so you noticed that? Yeah, I noticed that, but I think it's more so to do with like the pandemic. Um, people noticing that it's not GFB, uh, mm. second to that. Um, we're, at, we're every week now, so now people have to keep up every week. I don't know. It sounds like you're trying to say it's my fault. No, I'm not saying it's on you. First of all, like the way that I, you know, I would advertise the other podcasts, there was numbers dips with GFB that was similar to what we're going through like right now. So, But at those times, I was able to get in the street, do hand-to-hands, and talk to people about stuff. I don't have that anymore. So now we're just thriving off of whatever's like, that's why we have guests and stuff like that. I got shit, man. Don't worry. You got me out here talking my podcast stuff. Uh, I want to give a three cheers out to Naomi Osaka. She won the, the U.S. Open over the weekend. 
Um, and also, to get some type of regularity in life right now, I want to go ahead and give the three cheers to the NFL, man. With the NFL being back, it felt like, you know, life is a little bit different. I opted not to play in fantasy this year just because stocks seemed a little bit more smarter for me to invest $100 in versus watching guys that didn't play a preseason game. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy that the NFL is back. I'm happy that they're more involved. A lot of people are like, well, finally, like, how long are you going to have the stance? The NFL fucked up. All right, they made a mistake. Now, you know, people got to sit up here. And the Dolphins, too, three cheers for them because I believe that it was reported that they were going to stay in during the um, – the the pre-show um during the national anthem did they do it today i didn't watch i don't even know why they play it anymore it's so politicized why do we play it for what yeah man and boo to uh not even that they play why is it it didn't used to be televised until cap like it wasn't a big deal because it was never televised now they Mm. televise all of them the only time it was like televised was the super bowl didn't know that yeah i didn't even pay attention to that yeah man and boo to Kansas City because them dudes was out there booing during the unity. Yeah, they let a lot of people up in there. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of people in there, but it was still spread out. It was like yeah, family yeah, stuff together still, and everything. Man. So, all right, man. You think the NFL being back in a dis- uh, another distraction back into play when it comes to what we really trying to do, right? Nah, because I'm I'm interested in terms of like what's gonna happen in terms of like when something happens, how the NFL is gonna respond to it. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm more so interested in and how they're going to do all that. But, I mean, it is what it is. I have some music that I was going to play, and it is not playing right now. All right, man, I think I finally got this shit to play. Here we go. Yeah, this is before time. Hey, yo, man, shout out to Marty, man, for coming through. Uh, I want to thank y'all if y'all made it all the way through the episode. We're just going to keep grinding. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find ways to keep advertising this podcast, bring some shit back to this network. If y'all know C, send my man a text message. Tell him it's time to pot again. <laughs> Lex, you got anything you want to end it off with? It sound like you trying to kick me out. Nah, I ain't trying to kick <laughs> you out. Man, this is a network. I'm BET. You are the black effect. And I just gotta let you know that I'm really feeling your style Cause I had to know your name And leave you with my number And I hope that you would call me someday If you want, you can give me yours too And if you don't, well I ain't mad at you We can still be cool I'm not trying to pressure Just can't stop thinking Oh,